You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Bozeman. In this podcast, I'm sharing business systems and strategies specifically tailored to the bridal sewing industry so you can build your own modern and profitable bridal alterations business. Join me as I also get to chat with fellow seamstresses and share their personal success stories. I'm so glad you're here and that we can grow together in this unique trade. All right, today we are with Madison Lee of Madison Connor Designs, and I'm really excited for her to share the story of, you know, the struggle, the internal struggle of deciding whether to stay home or to move the business out into a professional space. So Madison, thank you for joining us today to share your expertise. Um, And we see like part of the decoration behind you, like the cute light, the bleeding heart. Love it. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I love it. So that was what, August last year? Yes, I moved in in August. Okay. So uh, first of all, let's like back up and tell us about Madison Connor Designs and how it started. And I know you have other things going on kind of beyond bridal alterations with the actual design portion. So talk about that for a little bit before we get into the move out. (laughs) Okay. I don't forget anything. Okay. So my grandmother... My dad's mom, I mean me, we actually have the same birthday. She was super creative and did all this kind of stuff for me growing up. So like, I just, when I think back and I just think to my childhood and like high school years, and I just kind of threw a lot of projects at her <laughs> with full faith that she could make it happen. And she usually did. So she mm-hmm. really sparked my interest. Um, she would make my pageant dresses, my senior prom dress. She helped me finish. Wait my a wedding. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were in pageants? Okay, just as a little girl. And then I did one when I was older. So she made my younger pageant dresses. Um, so, you know. We need that in the uh, podcast notes, photos of Madison in her pageant dresses as a kid. That has got to be so cute. It was cute. I still have some. <laughs> okay. But, you do. <laughs> so she really sparked my interest. And then I, all through high school, I kind of thought like, oh, I want to be a dermatologist. I want to, I love skin. I love mm-hmm. skincare, beauty, mm-hmm. all things like that. And so I thought, skin. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I thought this is where I want to go with my life. And then kind of my sophomore year, I was at a junior college and I thought, like I started to question that. And so I was on the University of Alabama's website, just kind of seeing like, what are some other options as far as major majors go? And I saw apparel and textile design and it kind of planted the seed. Mm-hmm. And like, I, cause I, I, I loved doing all those little creative projects with her and watching her and then being able to say like, this is exactly what I want mm-hmm. and helping her get to that end product. Yeah. And so that kind of planted the seed. I knew I wasn't really settled on the dermatology thing. Mm-hmm. And then I sat in a chemistry class one day and I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and so I just immediately got up and left and I went to my <laughs> office and I changed my major. I don't even think I told my parents until it was done. Mm-hmm. And everybody looked at me crazy like, you're doing what? <laughs> and so then I went off, I transferred to the University of Alabama. And I majored in apparel and textile design and I graduated from there in 2017. Um, and while I was there, when I came home on my breaks, like summer, Christmas break, I worked at a local outdoor lifestyle store here. And so 
after I graduated from there, I came home and I worked as a women's retail buyer. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about three years. And I really enjoyed seeing the retail side of fashion. So I got to travel, go to a lot of trade shows, like outdoor trade shows, boutique shows. Like I loved, I really did enjoy that job. But I just knew kind of like in 2020, that was, it kind of hit me like, I don't know if this is, and I kind of knew going into it, this is not what I'm going to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. I think in my head though, I was going to stay there longer. Maybe until my, my husband's in PT school. So I thought, well, maybe until he's done, I'll stay here. Yeah. Um, but then because that of, wasn't like, you weren't like sewing, you were more like in the design, like the ordering and the, like you said, the retail side. Of yeah. It. So I would, I would go to a lot of shows. I would see like fall, spring, summer lines, and then we'd buy it to stop the store. Oh, cool. And I really, I really did love that. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't cr- stimulating creatively enough. Mm-hmm. So I just, I knew like 2020, it started, my mind started turning. I'm like, this is kind of, I'm itching to kind of do my own thing. You know, yeah. I want to be yeah. my, my that thing. take long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed there about three years and then September, 2020 is when I left there and, and started working from home full time. Mm-hmm. And I, and when I started, I was like, I'm going to take alterations on the side. And then in the meantime, I'm going to build up Madison Connor designs and I'm going to do some custom wedding stuff, like party dresses until I can like build that until I can move into a space, mm-hmm. like a retail shop. Or like an atelier, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then alterations just kind of took off. And <laughs> like, we're still waiting on. <laughs> I have it in a, in a similar way, just not exactly what I envisioned. But I mean, that's just how it happened. So yeah. So you, because you obviously you start out of, out of your home. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it happened a lot faster than you anticipated, like the growth. So initially, how did you balance like the work with your home life? And like you said, like your husband was in school. So it's like, how did that all like, yeah. How did you balance the two? Yeah. So, uh, so and I don't know if I did it well or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> I did think I did. You survived. Um, so yeah. something happened, That's, right? Yeah. yeah. We were in survival mode. <laughs> so we made it work. And it was not a bad setup at all. Thankfully, our home um, is is small, but it's just me and my husband. And so it's four small bedrooms. So we were able to have our master. I had a little closet room, my work room, and then like another guest room slash office. And so we used my closet for fittings. And so people would, I had my pretty racks of clothes, my dresser, my big mirror. And so people were in there with all of my things. <laughs> I don't think anything got swiped, but who knows? Um, and then I had my workroom. And then, yeah, so people would have to walk all the way to the back of my house to go to the fitting area. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't love that, but I'm a pretty tidy person. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I just tried mm-hmm. to make sure like light music smelled nice right no dirty dishes everywhere things right. were picked up, you know so mm-hmm. that wasn't that big of a deal um and eventually once it started growing we had to move a, get a big rolling rack because my closets couldn't hold anymore put that in the living room and I hated that so we ended up getting rid of our guest bed <laughs> in the living room oh my goodness yeah we have because we have a small it's just a small rental house right now so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then we ended up getting rid of our guest bed, moving racks in there. And so eventually we just started, it just started growing and growing and we couldn't fit anymore in there. Oh my goodness. I had no idea that it took up like three rooms of your house by the time you left. Yeah. Wow. Because I know like a lot of listeners, they have the home routine set and it's working out really well. And they have that balance. And, you know, in recording this too, like, I understand that there are some people who they're so happy in home, it's working great and there's no need to move out. And like, that's totally a thing. And I think that's a, that represents a big demographic of the trade. Um, So, but you know, on the other hand, if there's a point that if you do want to continue growing, it's like, kind of something has to give because you couldn't give up your master bedroom. And I think that was like the next one to go. So, yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, I, I do a little bit and envy those people that have that separate kind of setup mm-hmm. that are content in where they are, because sometimes we look at my profit and loss and like, that's a big chunk of overhead that oh, is not going yes. to our bank account, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to weigh Right. Right, right, right. So when it came to, okay, so let's kind of go back to, because I want to talk through the whole like decision-making process, because I know there, this is a big decision when you get to that point. And like, there's a lot that you have to think through. And like you said, like the, the cost is a big thing to consider. And obviously it's worth it when you do it, but it's not like an easy decision to make. So, so when you, when things were getting busy, did you ever get to a point where you're like, okay, I could limit the business coming in was that ever an option or were you like no I just want to keep going until it like reaches my personal capacity does that make sense yeah I I think I I mean I wanted to keep going Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah um I I knew like I knew that this was what I wanted eventually Mm -hmm. it just happened quicker thankfully um but yeah I knew that like working from home was not the long-term plan for me It, it for me, mentally, it was not good. I was, I felt like I was going stir crazy. There were some days where I would get in my car to drive somewhere. And I'm like, when's the last time I got, when's the last time I drove somewhere? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't leaving, wow. especially during my busy season. So, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. I know, like, for me, it was tough. I think more so like for like my husband, like he didn't really want to be around because we had a smaller place too. So mm-hmm. he didn't even want to be in the house when I had brides in. Cause he's like, I don't want you know, yeah, and to think that there's like this creeper, like, you know, and it was also the particular setup of the way of the, our, the, our floor plan, you know what I mean? Like not every house is like that, but so that kind of got weird. And I know it was almost like intrusive for his lifestyle. And then I remember always feeling so aware of like the smells and like what I would cook for dinner and like we'd meal plan based on like, okay, a bride's coming tomorrow. So, you know, no onions, bacon, fish, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I fried chicken one night and it's carried over into the next day. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I apologize the whole next day. I was like, well, I'm taking that off. Never doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's like your your food prep gets involved. Yeah. But um I can also see that if you came to a point before it took over multiple rooms, that maybe you could put a cap on it. And then if somebody were in a situation where they didn't want to move out. I guess you just have to get to a point where you kind of raise prices 
taking yeah. in fewer clients. And then there's kind of that, like, well, where's the limit with that? Since, yeah. you know, like, does your location, if you're working out of a home without overhead, you know, does that affect your prices and all that stuff? So we're going to get into that next. But okay. so once you found, once you realized that, like, it was time to, you know, you've reached max capacity and <laughs> you got as much out of your house as you could. Um, like, what were your first steps when it came to even looking for a space or considering it? Yeah. So I think we actually had a call like at the beginning of that process. Yes. Yeah. You kind of pushed me, just start looking, just yep. open your mind to it. And so I think mm-hmm. there was like a period of a few months where we had started, my husband and I, just to like notice signs, call some places. So we started gathering, like, we had no idea what to expect as far as like, how much is this going to cost? Money? Right. You, know? you don't know until you how start. How big of a process call. is this? Like, and so we started getting some information and we had kind of, we couldn't find anything really. And so, yeah. Um, the, like the how place, close did you, like, what was the vicinity of where you looked? Did you have like a specific radius or did you want to be in a specific like neighborhood or? Yeah. So my, our city is kind of like, over city's Northeast. I knew I wanted to be on the West side. Mm-hmm the northwest side of the city yeah. that we're in. So that which is pretty much where we live. So okay. within a, like maybe a 10 mile radius of where we're currently living, which is pretty yeah. centrally located. So mm-hmm. yeah. Where like my shop was literally like half a mile from our old house. And then when we moved, it was like, well, now I'm farther out. But I the location, like even once we moved, the location's still perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you mm-hmm. do kind of want to keep that in mind that where you personally may live is going to change, but your yeah. business space, as long as it's a great like central location, but yeah, when you, something does happen when you're like, okay, let's just look, let's just like make the phone calls or like, like you said, how figure out how much it's even going to cost. Or once you're in the physical space and feeling what that's like, was it easier to imagine like, oh, my business could move out and do this? Yes. Once we started like looking in windows and visualizing or like just looking on pictures online, yeah. you can kind of see like, okay, this would, this would be this space. I could put a curtain here or mm-hmm. that room could be dedicated to this certain thing. Yeah. So when I walked in the space that I'm in now, it was like immediately I knew this room is perfect for my yeah. fitting area. This room is where my machines are going to go. My cutting room oh, yeah. would go right here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Was this the first place that you went into? I or did you tour, tour any other places? No, I think this was the first place I went into. Wow. And how did you find, yeah. like, was it based on like price or did like your price really narrow down what you could even see or how did you pick yes, that spot? Definitely. Okay. So some, this was probably, I wouldn't say it's the lowest thing we saw, but it was not the highest for sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, some of the higher places we saw were just like one big, you know, box that had nothing furnished, no walls, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So I knew like, I'm going to have to do a lot to make that what I need. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we just saw pictures of a lot of other places that I okay. just kind of knew immediately, like, that's probably not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. The price was out of control for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was the first place I was able to get a key and actually walk into. Mm-hmm. So that pretty quickly whenever that happens I feel like for myself the ball starts rolling I start spiraling it's hard yes. to come back from that yeah <laughs> so that's probably a great thing yeah <laughs> and it is like I remember when you first like 
showed like the walkthrough video and I could not believe how beautiful it like it, it looks is it a new building or was it just recently like refurnished I mean refinished no I mean I think like maybe they put floors in for the last tenant and painted the walls but it's not new at all yeah wow yeah it, yeah. it was so clean and because my space I remember when you we were looking, there was like another place closer to downtown. And I knew I didn't want to be like downtown Olympia, but the, um, like the layout was really disjunct and I just couldn't picture it. And then I found this space for the same price and it was like, okay, this is perfect. And, um, I think, you know, I, I can see myself here for the foreseeable future. Obviously when you're renting as much as we don't want to think about like changing locations, that's still an option. So like you could be here for the next five years. And then after that, if you feel like you need to expand further, you can, but that's another conversation for another day. But sometimes when people think of moving out, it's like, this is permanent and I'm going to be there forever. And it's like, it yeah. could just be even like a 12 month lease or something, or kind of see yeah. how that shakes out. So once you found the spot and you're like, this is it, um, we can talk about how you decorated later because okay. it's really cute. And there's that little special element from your Mimi. Is it Mimi? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can come back to that. How did you uh, resolve the cost? Like, how did you work through that? I think that's probably the biggest piece for everybody thinking of this decision. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty quickly, whenever we started calling around and then you kind of do the math backwards in your head. Okay. Like, this is my average bridal ticket. This is mm -hmm. how much business I, I've been getting a month. So how many rides or whatever would I have to take on to make this happen? Mm -hmm. And so like, we knew that number and we knew that, that this was attainable for that number. Mm -hmm. And then I knew going into it, like we had a little bit of a lump sum that left over from taxes. We had held too much out. So we kind of had that little bit of cushion. And if we didn't have that, then we would have said like, hold on, let's save. Yeah. So we have a few months of rent saved. Mm -hmm. Because then too, you need to pay for like the furniture when you first move in and like yeah. the window furnishings. And it's like, there's so much more than just like paying your first month's rent. Oh yes. <laughs> like I, in the beginning, I felt like I was handing everybody $100 checks. So it's like everybody <laughs> needed a hundred dollars for something. <laughs> or like the fire marshal had to come in and we, we had to buy certain fire extinguishers and signs. And I'm like, no, it's just not here already. Yeah. <laughs> For real, That's yeah. Great. Just I've definitely come with a fire extinguisher. Yes. Yeah, and like your husband and things like yes. that. And your husband is uh, he's like a numbers guy, right? I feel um, like I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So that definitely comes in handy when you have somebody who gets excited with you and wants to put the pieces together because yeah, you need to probably figure out how many brides is going to pay the rent and then how many brides is going to help me live a life after I pay rent and like make a profit yes. off this thing. Yes. So tell us how the business has changed or shifted since you've moved in though. So I would say it's definitely gotten much better. My mental <laughs> health is better. <laughs> I get to look outside and I see cars driving on the road. I can like hear my neighbors beside me. We share a wall. And so that's just overall, I feel more confident just in myself mm. because I'm leaving every day. I take more pride in like what I look like just because I'm not home, you know? Right. Um, so that's just a big, I just feel way more self-confidence in myself, mm. which I think affects the business. Wow. Yeah. I feel more empowered to chat, to charge what I should be charging because mm -hmm. I have a more elevated space, more elevated experience. I feel like mm -hmm. I take 
more time with my brides or any customer because yeah. I'm not thinking to myself subconsciously in the back of my head, like, okay, whenever they leave, like I get my home back. Mm. You know, I get to mm-hmm. be by myself again. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a big thing too. Um have you noticed a change in the type of clients that contact you? Has that shifted at all or I, I, yes. You know, I've, I've, I've been trying to think about that. I was thinking about that like the, earlier this week. Is that because of like, because we, I've implemented packages mm, a few months mm-hmm. before I moved in here. And so I'm like, which one affected that more? And I think it's probably both, you know? Yeah. I do. You also like, just touched on like your con, like you, who you, you are shifted a little bit too. So that probably yeah. affected, I'm, I interrupted you though. I got excited. Oh, Sorry. No, I was just, <laughs> well, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you were saying the packages and then the second thing. Oh, I was going to say, I do feel like clients respect my time more. They view me more like not all my hours are work hours. Mm-hmm. Since I have a physical space that's separate from my home. Yes. Yeah. So like when I was home, I would get a lot of like, hey, can I pop in and do this? Like, what about a Sunday afternoon? Mm hmm. And then I felt bad saying no to that. Or if I said yes, I would regret it. Because I'm like, right. why, did I, why did I do this? Like, Just but, because I'm here doesn't mean I'm here for you. I'm living in my house. So yes, yes. <laughs> and I also feel less guilty when I am home. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a room a few steps away that has dresses full of pins that I need to get rid of, you know? Yes, yes. Oh, so, that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I told you the story that I had. This is when I was still working from home and I had a mother of the bride message me. Um, Duran and I were camping. So that's how I didn't get the texts and the calls. There were three texts and two voicemails when we came back into service. And this mother of the bride had been parked outside of our house, calling me and texting me like, Hey, I'm just in your neighborhood. And then I rang your doorbell and I see your car. So you should be here. Uh-huh. And uh, I just wanted to check to see how the dress is coming along. And I'm like, Oh, and I know I'm not the only one who's had that experience, you know, when you live from home and people are like, oh, they're home. So yeah, I'm not inconveniencing them because they're already living there. Yeah. So I know that that problem could be solved in other ways than renting a professional space, but you, that's one less thing that you have to worry about, like you said. And I love how you mentioned not feeling guilty for not working. And I, um, a friend of mine just recently found a space that we were talking about how they're routine is going to change. And did you ever find yourself when you were home, like doing a lot of really late night sewing? Cause it was there. Yes. <laughs> Especially during my busy season. Well, yes. I also, I also thought like, I think I took on way more because mm. I felt like I'm not, I need, I'm, I, I can't charge what I should charge for this because people are in my home, you know, like mm-hmm. for some reason in my head, I thought this is less than what it needs to be. I'm not giving right. them a good service. And that's completely false. Like I did right. great. Your work I was the same work there that I do here. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your question again? Oh, I, <laughs> I was saying how, um, when, I, cause I know when I worked from home, it was like, I would wait until ne- nighttime to like, start okay, yes. okay. or I would procrastinate even more. And then, so, um, this gal who just got her new space, she's like, I'm just nervous that I'm not going to get things done. Cause I get so much done at one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, you will get it done. Mm-hmm. Your hours are just going to shift. So have you noticed yes. that? Absolutely. Because okay. there's not a dishwasher that needs to be unloaded. There's not laundry <laughs> that needs to be folded. You know, like <laughs> I, I have to leave that in the morning. 
Yeah. And I know like that's going to happen later. Like nobody's walking through my house anymore. So I can leave that on the couch or on the bed if I need to. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then I know when I'm here, I'm like, I need to get this done because I want to go home later. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I would get, I would get very distracted at home. And then also I would just get bored sometimes mm-hmm. because if I was in the same, which I'm in the same setting every day, but it's just different because you're not in your home. You know, you're not yeah. getting out of bed ready and then going into another room. Yeah. Um, I, so I would like Marco Polo and my friends and just like babble on and on and on and just tell mm-hmm. them like about my day. Whereas like, I don't do that here quite as much yeah. because yeah. like, I feel like I'm around people, even mm-hmm. though I am still by myself a lot. I just feel like I'm in a different setting, more professional setting. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I feel like I have I work quicker and more efficiently for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know like when you are working from home, like, especially if you have a family involved and you're working around your family schedule, that's going to, that's how you create your business hours is like, Hey, these are my hours that I see clients. And then I have these hours when I get the work done and it's going to fit around my kid's schedule, my husband's schedule, whatever. Um, if you have loud neighbors around their schedule or whatever. And the same thing happens when, you know, it's just a different work environment. So Mm -hmm. you're going to create different habits and have different rewards. Like you said, like getting in the car and driving home is your reward as opposed to, Oh, I think I'll just leave my sewing room and get distracted outside in the house somewhere. That's a different reward system, you know? Yeah. So, cause I think that is, that can be a fear of like, if I, you know, I have the advantage of getting stuff done whenever I want to get it done. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is a blessing, but it also shouldn't necessarily hold you back from exploring other yeah. options. And I mean, I have had late going. nights here as well, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, if I have, if I need to have a really late night because I've overdone it, I've overloaded myself, then I have a machine at home or I'll take a yeah. machine home. Like I'll make it happen. Yes, my husband yes. will come hang out with me for a few hours or, you know, sometimes you just have to move people because you can't get it done, you know? Right. So, I know. I hate that feeling. We've all like my, my worst case is when I have to get up really early and go to work early. It's like, you know, that I have to get something done if I'm at my shop by eight, like that rarely happens, but then that's how I get the stuff done. What time yeah. does your day start? I'm always interested. Okay. So it used ideally, to start, okay. It used to start around nine whenever oh. Wow. Whenever okay. I got here, whenever I moved into this space. Okay. Um, and even at home, I would kind of have a slow morning. Mm-hmm. I kind of got in the bad habit of sleeping a little bit later. But now my mom has started working with me and she's an early riser. And so I feel mm-hmm. like okay, I need to get here a little earlier. So now I get here at eight. Oh my goodness. And yeah, your mom gets there at eight? She gets there sometimes at 7 30. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I kind of was like, I'm not getting here any earlier than eight o'clock. Like, this is just too much for me. <laughs> Oh my word. Yeah. I, I love my mornings at home. And so, yeah. And my husband makes fun of me because he's like, you get up and then you don't do anything. And I'm like, I know, like I get up and then I just love to like sit and read and have my coffee and like, just like have a slow morning. But those are my most, I feel like those are my most like productive hours going to waste, but Uh I'm like, I can't help it. I just, so usually I don't roll into work till like 10 30, 11. Yeah. Well, but golly, can... 8 a.m. Maybe I need to go in earlier. Oh, gosh. If it's reflection, I, I would love to go into work at 10, you know? Yeah. One day, maybe I will. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a dream. Come to the, come to the late morning side. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I know, like, in, in like the middle of summer, it's like I don't have that luxury. Like, there are definitely some 
times where it's just like, okay, just gotta, because then the end of the day will come sooner. If I get in there earlier, then it's like, then I will leave sooner and enjoy dinner and then not be cranky when I come home. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this was really helpful because you really helped kind of clarify what goes into the decision-making and it, it doesn't need to be this overwhelming, like pipe dream, like that you can't put into small steps. Like everything is doable is kind of what you just shared, but do you have like a final piece of advice to listeners who are thinking of or entertaining the thought, or maybe they're thinking about it. They haven't said it out loud yet. Yeah. I mean, I would obviously you need to make sure that you can handle it financially. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be irresponsible. So do your research and then work backwards. Like we were talking about earlier from that monthly lease or rent, whatever your payment is, work backwards from that. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say, make sure that you know how to manage that well. And if you don't know how to manage your money well, you don't feel confident in paying that every month because you're not just paying rent, you know, you are going to have to up your insurance. You're paying for a few, you're adding on some costs there. Mm-hmm. New, new expenses, some internet, electricity, water, you know, all those things if it's not included in your rent. Um, so make sure, making sure you can manage that well. And so for me personally, I did not feel confident. My old job, I managed a budget expenses like somebody else's money every day buying mm-hmm. for a store. But for myself, that's not <laughs> where my money. money. Yeah, my, my, that's not where my strength lies for myself. And I know that. And thankfully, yeah. I have a husband that just loves a spreadsheet. And mm-hmm. so I trusted him. I can trust him to like be my wise counsel mm-hmm. in that aspect. Yeah. Um, but if I did not have him, I think it was very important to have somebody like that, a bookkeeper, an accountant, somebody that you feel confident and trusting that is going to help you manage that along the way. Right. And if you feel okay about all of that, then I think my next thing is like, if you are okay in your house, like you space wise, then think to yourself, like, is this working for me, for myself, like mentally, mm-hmm. is this benefiting me? Like, am I happy here? Do I enjoy my day here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I feel like I can grow here? Um, because for me, all of those answers were no. Yeah. And when I thought about myself in a space, they became a yes. Yeah. And so, Yeah. Yeah, that's I think when I come in every day and I unlock the door, it just is a new reminder to me of like, this is mine mm. and I can take this as far as I want it to go. And it's just is so motivating to think like I built this and my name is on the door right now, but one day I want my name on the building. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. So I just think like, do you need like a little motivation to get to that next step? Like, is this is this going to motivate you to continue to grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool that like the space is now like a stepping stone. Like what would you want to do with the building? Like what's in the next five years? Yeah. So I would love to grow the custom side of things or like a small batch bridal line, formal wear line. Yeah. Yes. I, always, I just, I don't have the time now. And that makes right. me a little sad because I have so many ideas in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then I'll do a custom for somebody, but never it's never what I would want to do for myself, you know, I want to have the time and the space to be really creative and push out something that has my name on it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe the next subject that you'll host is how to hire. Like once you have this team under you, you can come back and talk about how you hired everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have my mom now, so (laughs) 
can go and get <laughs> oh, I know. I wanted to hear about, can you, and I know you're, I don't think you're in the same room. Maybe you are with what your you, Mimi sign. I'm not. Do I need to go in there? No, you don't need I mean, just send me a picture and I'll put it in the show notes or whatever. So people can okay, see it, yeah. but tell us that little backstory. Cause that is so okay. cool. I got the chills when I first oh, saw yeah, that. I left that out. So my grandmother is a great seamstress. So whenever my dad was in high school, like all his peers, their age people, up until I was in school, like they would kind of go to her, go to Miss Jackie, she'll get you fixed up. She <laughs> used to work at Joann's back in the day. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Joann's. Yeah. And I remember she drove a bus, so she'd make like all these little, for her kids, she'd make like little stockings with candy canes in them for, that was one of my first projects I remember helping her with for her, or her kids on her bus. Mm-hmm. But anyway. For a little tip. Mimi, I did not know that Mimi was a bus driver. That kind of changes everything. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so for a little time period, she had a, an alteration shop. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it says special occasions and alterations by Jackie. Mm-hmm. And um, a few years ago, we were in my, my paw, their Mimi and paw. So we were in my paw's barn <laughs> and um, he had it cropped up in there. And he was, he was just showing like, oh yeah, this is Mimi's old sign. And I never knew that she had an actual space outside of her home that wow. she worked in. It wasn't, she didn't do it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think the, the people side of things wore on her a little bit. She didn't mm-hmm. like having people just come in all the time. She took a lot of walk-ins yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. like. Oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, he had held on to her sign all these oh, years. So sweet. That was on by this side of the road and it's huge. And so I knew when I moved in here, that's going to be such a cool art piece. Mm-hmm. And so I had my uncle, he's a great woodworker. He helped me clean it up, clean up the edges and he figured out how to hang it on my wall. And then I, she finally got to come in and see it like oh. a month or so after I moved in. And so that was really cool because I didn't tell her. It was a surprise. I told my that is awesome. I've got to get this out of your barn, but don't tell me me. I want her to wait until she sees it on the wall. So yeah. Oh that was really cool. my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that part of the story. That is awesome. I just remember when I first saw it, like, oh, that's so cool. And then without even knowing that it was like part of like your family history. So yeah. Also, I feel like, you know, I get, cause a lot of people think of a seamstress and they think someone older, like some, their grandmother, you know, my mm-hmm. grandmother sews or whatever. Yep. And so sometimes people come in here and their moms will be like, well, how did you start doing this? And yeah. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I just feel like that's a really quick, I'll say, well, I got this. I got interested through my Mimi. She sparked my interest and she taught me a lot. That's actually mm-hmm. her son hanging in the lobby. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I've got this older <laughs> And, and then I hit him with, and I have a degree in apparel design. Yeah. <laughs> but first Mimi. So she was yeah. first step. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're more impressed by that. Yes. Yeah. Well, clearly. Yeah. That's so funny. Jackie, Jackie approved. Well, thank you. I'm sorry that I made you go backwards, tell that story, but oh, I'm yeah. really, really excited to get this episode out. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And yeah, I, and especially the the key turning, like it's more than, you know, when you, when you move out, it can be just the next step. It doesn't need to be the final step, but it's like, then it opens the doors to other things. So I cannot wait to get this information out. And then where can our listeners find you to follow more about Madison Connor designs? Okay. Okay. So on Instagram, um, at underscore Madison Connor underscore, and it's Connor with an ER, not an OR. Um, and same thing on Facebook, I'm Madison Connor 
and I have a TikTok. It's Madison Connor Designs, but I'm not very active on there. <laughs> and then my website five. is also just madisonconnor.com. Okay. Okay. Well, I will have all that in the show notes so people can find you and follow along. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.